Welcome to Podcasting for Thy Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you some more analysis on yet another week in Matt James' world. Hey guys, I'm Renmardia. My name is Brendan, and welcome back. It is good to have you back, even though I'm pretty sure we all feel like we don't want to be here. The energy is draining from my soul. Like Monday night, I sat down, I was like, okay, popcorn. Maybe I'll drink a drink a bottle of beer. My, that, the bubbles in my beer were more exciting than Matt James. And the women that were there. Everything, everything. Nothing was exciting. No, I didn't enjoy any of this. Uh, Chris uh, comes in to start the episode. He just lets us know, hey, you're all I gonna... feel like every time he walks in, they need to like put like a disclaimer over him to be like, Recorded before. <laughs> I think, before yeah, for Steven. women tell all, yes, but I think for the season, let's just, let's just power through. He, uh, <laughs> he lets us know that, uh, all of you are going to have an opportunity to have off com- off camera sex with Matt <laughs> in a row, all three of you in six days. All three of you, but it's going to feel like it's wham, bam. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> over and over again. I'm going to continuously refer to tweets that I had the other night. My tweet talking about fantasies, fantasy suites was every time they, quote, forego their individual rooms, unquote. And it was a gif of How I Met Your Mother of Robin Shabatsky singing a bang, a bang, a bangity bang. <laughs> Is it a bang, bang, bangity bang? Honestly, though, I just, like, didn't you tell me um, recently that you had heard from another podcast that, um, it's not really a consecutive dates, like, but yes. they make Nick, it. Nick said it's not back It's just not a good vibe when one girl walks in and is like, hey, yeah, let's make my super fun. And then it's like the other girl is like, well, I'm going to get ready for my date. Like, what? <laughs> like, man, like, it's only three girls. But are you tired? Are you like, hey, I'm going to shower? I don't know. But it's just such a weird way to edit. I don't understand why you would edit a show like that. Like, give it some time. You don't have to try to fake us into thinking that, that less than 24 hours ago he was with someone else. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't understand the put them all in one room thing. And I certainly don't understand the pretend like this is back to back to back things. That doesn't make any sense. Because even when Rachel said this has been a busy week for him. I guess that was her acknowledging the span of time as opposed to it's been a busy couple of days. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was her way of saying, hey, people, don't let them fool you. This isn't three days. Gosh, though, it just... Because Matt physically couldn't do it. Because whether you're doing it or not in that room, mm-hmm. you're taking that entire night to have conversations you don't want to have on camera. Right, that would be exhausting, so and it probably, would be exhausting. <laughs> you're going to sleep at what? At best, three a.m. You can't mm-hmm. do three a.m. to seven a.m. three nights in a row. Right, right. Gosh, I don't, man. I, yeah, I, I just don't understand why they they need to change that because it, it just makes me uncomfortable increasingly every time they do it. Yeah, uh, but we. Uh, we uh, all the girls are 
Rachel continuously cries about her connection with Matt the entire episode. I'm not going to refer to every time she does it because that would be the entire episode would be now we yeah. cut back. Rachel's upset. But we'll there were so Rachel. many tears. We'll talk about Rachel when we get to Rachel's date, but until then we probably won't talk about her much. <laughs> but uh, Chris lets us know that Michelle will be going first. But before that, we have an uncomfortable conversation to watch. Yes. It, how did you feel like this conversation went? Uh, Matt's dad did not know what he was here for. Oh, uh, for sure. I feel like Matt's dad was completely unaware that this is a TV show. This show uses <laughs> blindsided very loosely. Matt's dad was straight up blindsided. They this should man have thought given he was... Matt's dad like a post interview and been like, "I feel blindsided." <laughs> I just feel because he crazy. showed up with that. He, as soon as I opened the door, he I knew that he wasn't here for a confrontation because he smiled. He and was then, happy and to be there. He smiled and then dapped him up. That's not someone yeah. that you don't dap someone up that's about to confront you. Yeah, about your, like, your hey, lack of abilities as a parent. <laughs> Like, right. He did not look like, he did not look like he was like, okay, I'm ready. You know, let's, let's fight. This dude was like, my kid's on a TV show. He's trying to find love. Let's just talk about the good stuff. <laughs> and when Matt started heading down a road that he was obviously not ready for, the look on his face, like he was Oprah in that Meghan Markle, Prince Harry interview. <laughs> he was basically like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt lets him know that he missed out on having a father who was president in his life. And he said, when I needed you, when I needed you, you weren't there to have those conversations. And then he says, you started other families that affected me. And I need to know where your head was at so I don't make the same mistakes going forward. He straight up said this man, told this man, you weren't in my life because you were making other families on national television. I know, like that, like literally, and maybe that's what, we talked about this off um, air, but maybe that's what Rachel Lindsay meant when she said that she was disturbed that this conversation actually aired because maybe it was like, there was so much, like people sat talking about airing dirty laundry, but like he straight up, yeah, he called him out on this. And it, again, it did not look like his dad was ready. Like, how much preparation did his dad have? Was he like, hey, dad, uh, as soon as Matt said, as soon as Matt said, you weren't in my life, that's how much preparation he had. <laughs> that's it. We saw the preparation right then and there. <laughs> because you noticed it because he immediately got defensive. He uh -huh. said, if you had come to me with this in the past, I would have had this conversation with you. Yeah, he Matt says that knew, Matt did Matt not come to he was him a bachelor. He, he didn't have those conversations because he he didn't bring it up. And so, but it, the, Matt said that it wasn't, there was never a good time to bring it up. So I was like, wait, so did we really just choose here to bring it up? Matt, Matt knew for months he was going to be the bachelor. And he knows if this has been an issue with every other relationship, why would it be an issue here? Right. Why would it be... Because either the producers convinced him or he was like, hey, let's just save my dad till the end. Because I was unaware that he even still talked to his dad. I didn't I, I didn't know that his dad I didn't was know in either. his life. Now, Rachel said that she talked to Matt and Matt said he was uncomfortable with this airing. Really? That's what 
that's what she said that he said. Now, okay. Rachel is very in a very vindictive mood right now mm. with the show and with certain people. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if this was exaggerated in some way. And I'm not saying it is. I, I'm just saying, like, we have to remember that she is not in a place where she wants to give any credit where credit may or may not yeah. be due. Yeah, she says, um, oh, where was it? She did point out that um, it, there were racial stereotypes that she saw in the conversation, which which is true. And I did think about that, how this would come off. So I will say I did consider that when this conversation was happening, but I didn't think that it was necessarily, um, like, I think there were two sides of it. One was a was an unfortunate stereotype. And two was Matt trying to break that cycle, you mm-hmm. know? But at the same time, I think that Matt, him being fearful that he would do the same thing, I don't think that he would necessarily have to worry that he's doing the same, would do the same thing because he, he was so was worried about doing it. Right. He was so worried about doing it that it was going to prevent yeah. him from doing it. And so I just thought that was interesting because I was like, I don't think that... I don't know. I just, I was having trouble reconciling those things because I guess he thinks that he would inherit those things from his dad. Yeah. Like maybe, learned, maybe there's like a tendency. Maybe there's like a genetic trait, ge- genetic dis- disposition for abandonment or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I, you know, and I know that there's, there's so much, like there's so much to unpack yeah. in that conversation that I do kind of see why she is uncomfortable with it airing though. Yeah. Because there's there's just a lot. Yeah. And clearly sure. Matt's dad was just there for the surface level stuff. Yeah. But uh he lets us know that he didn't have a dad either because his dad was killed when he was five. When he said that, I was like, oh wait, what? I was loading up by my dryer when he said that. <laughs> and I was like, oh dang, okay. Cause I didn't even realize his dad was from Africa. I didn't realize that either. And it was it really wasn't until I Notice the accent mm-hmm. that I realized it. And then he, he starts to get more agitated saying, do you know what I went through with your mom when you guys were like two or three? I came home one day and your mom was gone. And then Matt shoots back for good reason. Who wants to be with someone who's not going to be faithful to them? Mm-hmm. I don't want you to. And then Matt says, I don't want you to make excuses. I just want you to hear where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I think the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, geez, why was this on TV? This is like their last draw. They knew that they knew by the end of it, they were like, this is not going to be a great season. So we're just going to like give you some more drama. Yeah. Uh, Matt's dad said, I'm not here to discuss me and your mother's relationship and stuff like that. I'm here to celebrate your success. And then the Matt, word celebrate was a trigger, wasn't it? Yeah. And Matt said, if we, if we wanted to go celebrate, we'd go to Chuck E. Cheese. That was a line. Like, that was the line. When he said that, I was like, okay. Yeah, that was funny. All right, the gloves are off. But I would like to share a tweet that I said and a tweet that I thought was hilarious from Monday Written night. by yourself? Well, the tweet I said was funny. And the tweet that I, I literally laughed for almost an entire commercial break at this other tweet. <laughs> I said, uh, watching this conversation is making me uncomfortable. This isn't for us to be a part of. 
And at the end of this conversation, I said, this episode can't get much worse. But my favorite tweet of the night was, I don't know here, Ernie, this is obviously an audio media, audio medium. So this is just for you. And it's Kevin, it's <laughs> Michael forcing Kevin to eat broccoli. And it says, watching Matt, the broccoli says, watching Matt confront his dad about being abandoned. Uh, Matt, Michael Scott holding the broccoli says Bachelor Producers and Kevin who's crying says Bachelor Nation. Oh my god! So it was about how Bachelor Producers were forcing us to watch this uncomfortable family conversation. Honestly though, honestly like this once again I'm going to bring up that Oprah Meghan Markle interview once again like the nation is dealing with the fallout of this two nations right now so but i feel like this would be like the uncomfortable conversation if they were like let's just like film the conversation that the royal family is gonna have with harry and megan you guys talk about all your drama go i'd be like i don't need to be here for this <laughs> right i want to be but i don't need to be <laughs> yeah uh, matt gets emotional in an interview saying i remember growing up he'd come around every now and then drop off some shoes buy his pizza i didn't need shoes man i needed a dad I just, uh, yeah, I just, the more, I don't know. It's just, it was such a, it really was so uncomfortable. I really don't understand. And I just feel like there was a lot that they hid from us. You know, like it's just a lot of little things like the fact that he still talks to his dad because he talked about how he didn't have a relationship with his dad. He was, he was, grew up with his mom, loves his mom, raised by his mom. So it was like a reveal that his dad, he, he actually talks to him, that his dad was from Africa, that his dad started also other families, multiple families. This um, is what happens when you focus, when you not only give somebody, give us a lead that we don't know, but then focus on drama. We, it would have been nice to, I don't know, week one, mm -hmm. know some of the stuff about Matt. But we didn't get yeah. anything. We don't know anything about that. We were not prepped. Like, I think they showed we us were... pictures of him and his mom, and they showed us pictures with him and Matt. Mm -hmm. That was the mm -hmm. preparation that we got on that. Yeah. I mean, pictures of him and Tyler. That was yeah, a yeah. that was the preparation that we had on that. I feel like we we walked into this conversation with his dad just as his dad did. Like, but we didn't know that we were walking into it like like the dad. Yeah. Like the dad's like, yeah. He's like assuming probably like, oh, people know me, and we're like, who's that? <laughs> All parties were shocked, and Matt's just like, this is good TV. And, and I said, no, we probably knew more because at least we knew it wasn't going to be pleasant. Because he said I had to have an uncomfortable conversation with my dad. Yeah. So we knew more than Matt's dad did when he walked in. Right. Like, oh, you're right. You're right. So even us. Even us as viewers, we had more prep time. That man, that man, literally, he thought it was a celebration of finding love. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thought he was there for Meet the Family Week. Right. Like, that's, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. But that was, that was rough. I just can't understand how we didn't know what was revealed to us in that conversation the week before the finale. Yeah. Like all of those things we should have known as viewers. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's fundamentally ridiculous, but I digress. 
I mean, they reconcile a little bit. They hug and walk each, and then Matt walks him out. I'm guessing probably to never be seen from again. Uh-huh. I was like, walks him out forever. Right. Because he's then, like, you blindsided me on TV. And then we get started with our dates. <laughs> such a weird transition. They have such a weird dates. Hey, Michelle's date was hilarious, though. M- Michelle and Matt, uh, they arrive at their traditional Pennsylvania Dutch spa day. Uh, and as, I'm, as I was watching, this is my favorite tweet of the night for me. Is nobody here coordinating this date? Who's in charge of the spa? And it's just a gift of people looking around. Because they just they just put them in a room. Just like, all right, enjoy your spa day. I'm just like, no, that's not how spa days work. You have to explain things. You have to like there's I don't I don't know. I don't get what was happening at all. I did see a meme about um when they were like, We need a we need a date place and then you see uh Dwight and Moe's like getting going <laughs> I to saw that. up Shroot Farm. And my mom sent me a couple of those tweets. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, Moe's. <laughs> Just what a guy. <laughs> and I will personally say that there is not a part of this date that I would have participated in. Oh, no. I'm not sloshing my feet in oatmeal. That, I'm like, not when having... she was like, oh, I wonder if it tastes good. Like, I was like, girl, you really gonna eat that? I would not have let my significant other or anyone spread butter on my back. Absolutely not, because I remember Kramer and what happened to him. When he spread Kramer, not Kramer, when he spread butter all over his body and fell asleep when he was on the roof sunbathing, yeah, he got burnt to a crisp. <laughs> and then I would not sit in a bucket of what I believe to be milk with oregano. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because there was definitely, like, leaves in that milk. It Like, everything was pretty gross. Honestly, it was pretty gross. But they had fun, and they do have genuine chemistry. Yes. Michelle is just nice. Like, she's just cool. She's not my favorite, but she's nice. She's very nice. I very much yeah, like her. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's not, not my, my favorite either. But she is She is cool. She just seems so low-key and, and chill. If I was picking who I think would be best with Matt, that's who I would have him pick. Yeah. And I just like the way she listens and talks to him about his family. And how her family is so sweet and a perfect example of love, you know, which I did that. And to rewind a little bit um, to what Rachel Lindsay's comments were about it being stereotypical um, African-American family situation. Um, I, I like that Michelle's family balanced that out, though. So it wasn't just like all the focus on a broken black family, you know, here's her family. And she's like, my parents have been together forever. They love each other, you know? And so I, I, I I really did appreciate the fact that it shows different sides of black families, you know, it's not just that, that stereotype. And so as unfortunate as it was that that was so significantly highlighted, I'm glad that Michelle was able to shine a light on, on the way that other things look. Things can be good. Uh, and then, so they chat for a little bit about their hometown date. Uh, Matt says, probably the most comfortable, they made me feel the most comfortable out of anybody I was introduced to last week. So he seemed to really enjoy uh, Michelle's family. Yeah. 
Because they were sweet. Yes. That, that was, that's a good sign. And Michelle says, people talk about falling in love, falling in love and being in love. And she says, but I think it's also super important to talk about like staying in love. How do you plan to stay in love? Because it does take work. Mm-hmm. And then Matt didn't have anything to say. He didn't. He was like, yeah, I was like, come to think of it, he didn't say anything significant. Because I don't think he knew. He was like, that was a, that's a good question. That's a really good point. And then I think he like kissed her. Yeah. Which is what he does every time something deep has, happens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but that's a fantastic, that's a fantastic question. And that is a, hopefully they had a better conversation about that off air. Because if somebody couldn't answer that, or at least like think about it with me, I'd be like, mm, I don't know, bro. I'd hold up my rose and be like, this is my rose. But I, unfortunately, I can't go to the stew tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and put it back down on the platter. Uh, I mean, that's the way you're supposed to handle it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Matt talks to her about his relationship, with, about his conversation with his dad. And he said, uh, when, I thought, when I thought about my mom and my dad's relationship, I thought of distrust, unfaithfulness, and lack of communication. I want to be the man. I want to be the man he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then Michelle, is, Michelle says, I do look at you as my person. That's where I'm at. And then and she, and she like, says, I love you. <laughs> yeah. And then she says, I love you. And they begin their, their overnight. Yep. And that was really it. She woke up happy. He was happy. She was real happy when she walked back into that hotel at Nibicolin, or I guess hotel, I don't know, back home. Right. <laughs> but but um, she when she walked in and Rachel was like, I don't want to see her. <laughs> well, it didn't, it didn't hurt that he blew her a, a kiss from the balcony. Sure did. Sure did. So, oh gosh, but yeah, when she walked in, she was on cloud nine. You could tell. She no, for like, sure. It was fun, and it was so <laughs> awkward though. So awkward when she sweetly sits down and is like, "Hey, so how are you guys?" And they're like, "Not great." <laughs> I just thought of Mad Men with, "Not great, Bob." <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like, "Uh, yeah." So, and Rachel. After every, after her date and Bree's date, the whole classic, what'd you guys do? Why are you asking, Rachel? You don't Why care. Why are you asking? You're you just going to go know. in your room and cry. You don't want to know. You don't want to know? Like, I want, for one of these days, I want somebody to be like, you know, we had sex. <laughs> you know? And just split, spit take. That's it. Right. <laughs> like, what, you don't want to know what they did, Rachel. Why ask, why ask the question? Why pretend you care? She says, uh, it's hard for me to not question if my relationship with him is enough. I have no idea how I'm going to keep my crap together. Yeah, she was uh, really Spoiler alert, that. you don't. You cry constantly. That's not keeping your stuff together. Yeah, she was really, really fragile. Uh, we follow up her, we follow up Michelle's unromantic date with Bree's unromantic date where they're going to go hiking and pretend to camp. You know, you said something interesting to me. Um, it was a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about Bree's story and how it was like, this is good, a good story and we should have highlighted her more. And you said to me, 
maybe it's a good story, but maybe she's not a good vessel to tell the story. <laughs> and <laughs> look, and I think this date showed, but like, I think she's boring. <laughs> I love her to death. I think she's gorgeous. I think she's super sweet. I think yeah. she seems super strong, but she is just not interesting. She's, she's not. She's not even like the whole time I was like, is she, is she funny? <laughs> like, and it doesn't mean that she would not be a bit good bachelorette because there were people who know this series well who thought Tasha would not be a good bachelorette and they were wrong. Really? Your, your boy. What do you mean, my boy? Your, boy, boy. your boy, Nick. <laughs> he said she was. Uh, he said she was going to be a good bachelor. He now, said. Now this was he. He said this after Colton season, and after Paradise, before Claire was announced, and then apparently he and Tasha had a tense interaction because she said that he he didn't think that she was going to be interesting enough to be the Bachelorette. When they said that she was going to be the Bachelorette. No, bef- like like off. Uh. Like, at an event or something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I told you he was an a-hole. I told you. I don't think he's an a-hole. I think he just has opinions, and he's paid very <laughs> handsomely through ads and through appearances to share them. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly worked out very well for him. Yeah. After going... His turnaround has been surprising, though, because he went from being the most hated person in Bachelor Nation... To becoming the lead and now like a popular podcaster. Like, what? What? He also has a new girlfriend now. Yeah, I know. And she does seem really sweet. So, and he does like a lot of TikTok videos. It's very interesting. My favorite part of him is the rollerblading. Love the rollerblade. He rollerblades? He (laughs) rollerblades. It's fantastic. (laughs) He does make me laugh a little bit, but like, I can't believe he said that about He disrespected Tasha like that. Oh gosh! You should you should listen to his ass next. Those are hilarious. He is brutal to these people. Of course he is. That's why. Uh, he's like he's, he's just like, the kind of guy that I'd probably fall in love with. He's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but you are dating an f boy, and he will hurt <laughs> you, and you will be alone. And oh my just, gosh! Like, yes, wow. Nick, tell her. I'm not like I'm that, so I think it's funny it. when other people do it. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, I think that Brie, this date, I was kind of like, okay, Brie, like, is there more to you? But also, so how many times is this guy going to make this poor girl go in the woods when she's made Honestly, it incredibly though, clear she does not want to be in the woods? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand protection. I don't understand why he's like, yeah, let's go in the woods, Brie. Like, I'd be like, are you going to murder me this time? <laughs> this is, <laughs> is, the, that, this like, is the third time you're like, maybe going outdoors. I'd be like, this time, third time's a charm. I'm getting murdered out here. They, she says, once again, I am the least outdoorsy person. But they strap her with a backpack with a tent on it. You look like Dora the Explorer. (laughs) And then they go uh, set up the tent. And uh, they pretend like they're going to take a nap. Mm -hmm. And then they... Uh, make s'mores in the middle of the day. Yeah. Because that's and what you do. It was boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, 
but they tricked her. They they're not having a fantasy suite in the middle of the woods. They go I back. She legitimately thought that that was what was going to happen. I really hope not. They go back and they have uh, dinner, and Bree says she feels very lucky to meet Matt's mother next week, if she want, if she makes it to the next round. And she is confident that she that uh, she also wants to know how confident Matt is that he'll be ready to get engaged in the end. When she was asking that question, I was like, but not to you, though. I was like, I am confident that he will want to be confident and engaging and being engaged, but I'm confident that it will not be to her. It makes me sad, but yes. He, oh. he, he once again says that he, he talks about his conversation with his dad, and uh, he says that that got him closer to being ready. I don't know. If um, you guys can see my face right now, I, I just don't. Like, what? So what if your dad hadn't come? You wouldn't be ready? No, apparently not. Uh, like, Brie gets emotional because she's obviously thinking about the similar relationship with her dad. And she mm-hmm. says, I think him knowing who I've become and the woman that I've become without him would give him probably a lot of peace of mind. If it's any reassurance to you, I still feel 100% ready for engagement after this. What I'm feeling is that I am so ready to, I'm really, I really am so in love with you. And just more so than Michelle, because I don't know why, but this just broke my heart. I'm like, really? I had this girl winning in my batch bracket that I updated after (sighs) Michelle and them arrived. I had her winning. Oh, you're right. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, you did. You were like, you were early on, like, Brie, this girl, they have they have attraction, they have chemistry, she's beautiful. Like, yeah, she was sizzling out, though. And my very first prediction, because they, uh, it was, it's a first impression league. So you make, you make, you guess the entire season from week one to week two. Mm-hmm. My first prediction was Sarah beating her. So I had her making it to the final two both ways. Mm. So I will say for my batch bracket, this is rough. Devastating. Devastating. You took a, you took a blow. I, I took a real <laughs> blow. I, I am all out of points. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. But I will say, I am in 186th place out of 1,078. What is this on? Batchbracket.com. I have heard of I have heard of these bachelor brackets. The closest thing I have done with is with some friends of mine at work, and we we would create our own lists, and then we did like a we like traded gifts or whatever based on who got the most <laughs> points. Well, I, I joined another podcast batch bracket, and at this moment, I am eligible for not only a sticker, but possibly a t-shirt. Wow. Okay. So. You should do something like that next season. That would be fun. hike this baby up. <laughs> that would be fun. But we have to have merch. We have to have yeah. a merch to, we have to have merch to auction off the. Hey, listen, we're growing. We can get some merch. Okay. <laughs> we can get some merch. Okay. Um, but poor Brie though. Yeah. She is like, just to let you know, again, I'm totally 
ready for engagement if it gives you any peace of mind okay i was like girl you got the last rose last week if serena hadn't gone home brie would have been gone yes unfortunately 100 percent. yeah and she knew in her heart of hearts she knew but she was like i'm gonna make this boring date i'm gonna make it count Nah. Yeah. Sorry um, about it, Bree. Uh, Bree shows back shows back up at the uh, the main resort. Says that she. It was really nice to have uninterrupted time with Matt, and asks Rachel if she's ready for her date. Uh, Rachel is freaking out, obviously, because we've seen her freak out the entire episode that she hit the last fantasy suite. Yeah, I appreciate the way that Brie was like when she came in and Michelle's kind of sad, but you can tell Michelle's still like, well, I had a date with him and it was pretty darn great. So I'm not going to be like too mad about it. But she was kind of sulking a bit with Rachel. Yeah. Rachel is at her breaking point. Rachel can't handle herself. She can't handle seeing anyone else strut in and be like, yeah, it was good. I love how Brie sits down, though, and it's just like the uninterrupted time with him. It's worth the wait. Like, what do you, what do you think? What do you think this is, Bree? Gorgeous. <laughs> I'd be like, what the hell do you think we've all been here for? <laughs> it better be. I would have gone back in and be like, you know what? It's not worth it. Y'all should just go home. He's boring. I'm gonna stick around here though. <laughs> like, oh gosh. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was worth the wait. Uh, Rachel gets ready from her, for her date, and she sits she by like herself. Charlie Brown shuffles off to get ready for her date. Right. She says, I know that this is love because I don't feel like I can live without him. I'm just scared he's going to hurt me. Legitimate fears. Legitimate yes. fears, for sure. Uh, Matt hopes that Rachel is fired up for their time together, and she shows up in pants, a tank top, and a jean jacket looking very sad she didn't even run to him she walked it took her 25 minutes to get to him <laughs> and he she she didn't was even... so blue i mean she was Whew. but uh matt says matt, matt captain obvious over here says i can see that rachel has something on her heart and on her mind i'm hoping that she's all right Maybe right. when someone who has expressed love for you, the next time they see you, uh, barely gives you a hug and is almost on te- almost in tears, mm-hmm. maybe you should, before you go make pottery, chat with her. Check in. Why don't you check in, Matt? Um, but yeah, like <laughs> that's a good point. Like, he was just like, cool, well, we're going to go make pottery. <laughs> she looks sad, but whatever. Not sad enough to stop pottery class. We got to go. <laughs> ceramics, starts class, ceramics class starts in 10. <laughs> Thankfully oh, for them, they, have a, uh, cera- they do have someone leading the ceramics class. Mm-hmm. And Patrick they, Swayze. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, they make it very clear that just something is off. By their inability to make any pottery. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, when she's like, I don't know, why does yours look so much better than mine? The ominous, dark, sad music that played, like you would have thought the inability to make pottery was like, she'll never find love with anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Your ability to find love is directly related to your ability to make pottery. Like I was like, what the heck? And I just, really did laugh about that, though. I was like, what is happening? And she's like, yours looks so much better than mine. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, they uh, they decide to step aside and have a chat. Because she's he's up. Rachel's obviously, you know, understandably a little worried about the fact that he was with two other women as a matter of, like, hours ago, days ago. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is what is the timeline? Someone please... So, break this down to me. Right. Um, she says, I picture you as my future husband, and then knowing that you're spending really intimate time with other people, I really didn't think I would get through this week, honestly. I, like, this, this kind of thing, though, that really would screw with me, though. That really would legitimately mess with my head. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. I mean... I really, I, oof, I don't know. Psychologically, this is not a healthy thing. Yeah, I, I don't really know exactly what to say. Uh, Matt says, there's no easy way to go about the next two weeks, but it's necessary. And that he's, as respectfully as I can, he's going to go about it as respectfully as he can go about it. I'm going to continue to show you how I feel about you. And she's like, it's you, girl. I'm going to pick you. Then he says, where I'm at with you is I'm falling in love with you. I'm complete. And then Rachel feels reassured, saying, I'm completely in love with you. And then they kissed. And then suddenly, free from this burden of the pain of possible disappointment. She's like, okay. They are (laughs) able to make beautiful pottery together. Ghost style. Back to back. Right. Like, but one behind the other. Oh, man. Whatever this is. I don't know. Like, just just pick her right now. Don't even put us through the rose ceremony. Yeah. Uh, so they make some pottery together. Then they go have dinner. And while they're making out, they get fireworks. Of course. Yeah. Didn't she get fireworks before? No. She did not. She has not gotten fireworks yet. I don't remember who it was. She hasn't? Who was that? I didn't Um, think she had. Yeah. I felt like fireworks were like a sure sign that Late fireworks. The first fireworks was like week two or three. Uh-huh. They always really give like two fireworks show one to a random yeah. person early, and then one to like an obvious contender late. And then if yeah. you're Michelle and Bree, are you like having the conversation? So which one of us is going home? Right. Like I'd look out in the sky and be like, "There's fireworks. Okay, rock paper scissors. I'm out." <laughs> yeah, because you either if you're. If you're the producers, you have to give everyone fireworks or no one fireworks. If if everyone knows where you are, like if you're all in one place, mm-hmm. everyone needs to get it or no one does. 
because it makes it too obvious. You're not going to spend, what is it, a hundred grand on fireworks for Mm -hmm. someone you, for someone Matt, you know, Matt's going to send home tomorrow. They should have been like like that one date when he was like, you know what, surprise, the other girls have kind of come to this date too. He should have been like, you know what, there's fireworks outside. I've also invited invited Bree and Michelle. Could you imagine <laughs> Rachel? She'd be like, I, I have to go home. She would die. She would just die. He'd be like, you know what, surprise, I didn't know they were they were coming. Yeah. Um, and we don't even talk about their morning after. You're right. We just move on to the. We just move on to the rose ceremony, because we oh all know. Oh my gosh, you're right. Because it's pointless. We know all we need to know. Oh, you didn't think about the morning after that she didn't even get a morning after. I mean, she did. I, we just didn't see it. Well, duh, they didn't like shuffle her out. She didn't shuffle her out at six in the morning or like pick her up. Like this wasn't a parent <laughs> trap situation where they put her on the leg. Oh my gosh, though. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. But I'm obsessed with that movie. It's a good movie. But like, we know everything we need to know. There's nothing we can glean from the morning after. He said, I'm falling in love with you. He's the only person who's, when they said, I'm falling in love with you, he doesn't say thanks for sharing. He says, I'm falling in love with you too. And he's been doing it for weeks. You're right, you're right. So it's useless. We know that she has it in the bag. We know. Yeah. So we just Ugh. get straight to the rose ceremony. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they were all wearing black. I did too. Yeah, that was. I thought it was. I thought that was a nice, a nice, fun thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And we knew at that point what was happening because we mm-hmm. knew Rachel. Yep. We knew Rachel wasn't being sent home. But like I said earlier, though, I think that for a split second. That, that was, that time, was that you... time when he was gonna he was holding that rose. I was like, "But what if it wasn't? What if he gave it? What if he gave it to Bree? Even though we knew that Bree was gonna go home, like, but what if he had given it to Bree and it was like <gasps> the whole time we thought that it was gonna be Rachel, but it's not." The only way reason you were hoping for that is because you wanted something to be interested. Interesting. Exactly. You didn't think that's actually gonna happen. Nope, but I really, I was like, oh my gosh, I would come back alive for a little bit. Just for a little bit. If he had said Brie, I would have been like, hang on a second. I'm back in the game. But he said Rachel, and the rest of me died that night. For the rest of these podcast episodes, I'm just a shell of myself. Because I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, He walks Brie out. Uh. He, he he talks a little bit about talk to her about why he's in her home and he says it would have been really nice if you like basically what he says if you had had some horrible trait that I found out two days ago as a reason to send you home that would have been great but otherwise but you're great and I love you I, you're great and you're awesome but I just don't love you as much as I love other people I don't love you yeah and uh she looked so pretty that night too oh she looked great she's always pretty but yeah and she was like, I can't be mad at you. I can't be mad. Yeah. She can be hurt. She's so mature, but yeah. yeah. She says, it's really sad and disappointed and hurt. Obviously, I gave up a lot to be here. <laughs> Literally, my She's career. She's like, yeah, I completely dismantled my entire career, my mother's hopes and dreams for myself, my own hopes and dreams. 
just to see about the possibility of love with a lame guy on TV. You're so mean. Then she says, you're, <laughs> you're going to be moving on to someone else. And I think that's what makes it harder. Gosh, I just, she's just so, she's just so great, man. Oh, well. I would very much, I think I personally would enjoy her as a lead for a few weeks. <laughs> for a few weeks? <laughs> for like three weeks, she could be the lead and then I'll be bored. But for like three, four weeks, it'd be, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. You're just like, you just want to look at her. <laughs> yes, that's true. I would like to look at her when it's not cold all the time. Right, yeah. And she's constantly wearing parkas. <laughs> she's so pretty, but alas, I don't think we're going to get that uh, that lead in Brie. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. We get a preview next week. We finally see some snow. And then a oh, And uh, we see Matt's mom, Patty, and his brother, John. Ooh, yeah. And Patty is like, love is not, it's not the end all. It's not the, you know, love is great, but it won't, it won't take care of everything or something. I forgot what she said exactly, but I was like, dang, Patty, okay. Like, you can't even be like, oh, love is all you need. Patty comes in with some harsh reality. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, that'll be an interesting conversation next week. I wonder what whether his crying and Matt says Chris asking him if he can continue is real or oh gosh, no. it's like when we saw Tasha crying before her uh before her proposal that day with Blake no before the proposal when uh, we saw her in the proposal oh, dress yeah. and she was crying and we're like I wonder what happens and she's just crying with excitement mhm mhm gosh but we I'm still mad that Tasha didn't get an after the final rose I'm still mad about that. I, I would rather bring Tasha back, Tasha and Zach Clark back to do an after the final rose than to sit through Matt's final rose. But that's not interesting. Uh, Tasha is wonderful and she has so yes, much to say. But Zach, Zach is everything cool. went down so chill. And so it was, it was, it was great. And it was heartwarming, but it was not AFR worthy. There was no. She she walked Ben out like the day before, uh-huh. so there was no second proposal. He yeah. proposed, she cried, they had a great moment, and they're happy now. So what's there to talk about? What's this one, this one, we have the very real possibility. That because of her past, they're not even together anymore. And did you see the TikTok rumors? Uh, no. Wait, what? There's Hang TikTok. on. Breaking news and notes. I do not know anything. I, about t- wait, tell me about this. I, this is, okay. Because we moved on from the episode, this is news and notes. We have okay. two. Whatever it is. <laughs> the, there are TikTok rumors plenty that he is no longer with Rachel and that he is currently dating Heather Martin. Okay. Okay. First of all, how does TikTok have rumors? Riddle me that, Batman. Okay, it's it's rumors. It's just like regular rumors, but because Bachelor Nation is heavily in TikTok, I love TikTok. Still don't under still don't understand the youths and their TikTok. 
I'm like, okay, what so is this? The proof they have is that they both shared basically the same picture at the same time from San Clemente, California. Very similar pictures at the same time, at the same date. Do you think that's why they completely edit her out of the Women Tell All? Nick addresses on his show and he asked somebody about it. And he said her segment sucked. And she wasn't there when they introduced everybody, so there was no real reason to show her. Yeah. She did like an interview type thing, and it was boring. And it wasn't interesting enough to make the two hours that they actually... Because they filmed like... So she did have something? She had something. It just wasn't interesting enough to show. Oh, my gosh. I was just about to say, like, it could have been, like, they could have put her on the hot seat. And then the girls could have, like, yelled at her just because they're all mean. But something more exciting than that. Apparently nothing happened. So she did have something and they didn't think it was exciting. Yeah. And so she went to go sit down. And because she wasn't there when all the girls were introduced... They're just like, okay, well, if, if we're not going to show, if we're not going to bring show that we brought her out for something, then there's no reason to like be like, oh, Heather's here. Like nobody cares. They could have done, they could have made that a bigger deal though. They could have, you could have brought her down in the hot seat and been like, why'd you drive a minivan up here? Why did you want to meet him so bad? There's so many things that could have made that segment interesting instead of making me sit through Piper talking about stuff, pretending like she was such a big deal. Please. Look, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just hearing, I'm just sharing what I heard. You're like, don't attack the messenger. Right. But that is very interesting, though. But that is the rumor that uh, he is no longer with Rachel because of her, because of her past, and he is currently dating Heather Martin. Very interesting. I would venture to guess that that could very well possibly be true. Because, because we gonna... did talk about the fact that, like, if Heather had come earlier, yeah, he probably would have dated her. If things don't work out with Rachel, I think you said he'd probably go ask Heather out. Because he's gonna, he's, he's more likely to end up with Heather than he is to end up with Melissa, uh, Michelle, mm-hmm. or Serena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because Serena's like, ah, I'm just, I'm just trying it. to think of people that he was interested enough in his season, because he was clearly no. more interested in Serena than he was in Brie. So Serena, but Serena wasn't interested, so that's off the table. Michelle probably yeah. would have still been hurt from being picked second, so she's out. Yeah, yeah. So clearly they they had enough of a connection to be like, if this wasn't such an awkward situation, I would have loved to have you here. Yeah. So maybe they'll go figure, see if they can work that out. I hope that that is the case, and I hope that it saves the after the final rose, because then that would be dramatic, and then, then we could talk about all of the things that I just said that they could have talked to Heather about, and it actually would have been interesting. Yeah, oh, I'm, but I will be posting a poll on Monday before the episode starts, and the poll will say, how will this, how will this season end? Rachel winning, and they're together. Mm-hmm. Rachel winning, and they're not together. Michelle winning, and they're together. Something crazy. Mm. So, we will have to see uh, see what happens. But in terms of Monday's episode, Monday will begin at the regularly scheduled time, but will last three hours. The final episode will be two hours, and there will be after the final rose will be, for us, will be 9 o'clock Central, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern. Mm-hmm. I am looking for the final rose. 
I don't even care about the the two hours of the episode left. Me either. I th- we all know. Just what's give happening. me just give me an hour of the episode and then the two hours of the final rose. That's what I would want. Give me two hours of the aftermath of this. I do not need two hours of that. Of well, that. you know the aftermath. Oh, going to propose to? The aftermath will continue on various podcasts. I know, but just like give me the drama. The aftermath deserves the two hours. I honestly think so. I think that they should flip that. One hour of this boring season finale and then two hours of like, now let's talk about race. I, <laughs> and I, Matt's love life. <laughs> I think, unfortunately, that there are a lot of people in Bachelor Nation who don't want to talk about that for two hours. Well, It's probably why they're not doing it. I'm just, a, just, as, a, just as a guess. <laughs> probably why. Um, prediction time. Do you think Chris Harrison's coming back? Yeah, I don't think it'll be this season. I think he'll probably come back for... They'll slide him into a chill paradise. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, I don't think, know. I think he will not be a part of this season. And Rachel Lindsay said on Julia Littman's podcast, The Bachelor Party, she is in no way associated with this po- with this season of The Bachelorette that has started filming. <laughs> Okay. They did not ask, but I also, she says it's because I made it very clear I was not interested. Mm-hmm. So she will not be a part of this season in any way. And uh, she did not say who the host was. Either she doesn't know or she's chose to keep that private. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think he will host The Bachelorette. And I think he will split time more evenly with Wells in Paradise. And I think he'll be back next Bachelor as like the full time face again. Yeah. Because, I yeah, I just have, I don't think I don't think he's done. I think in my opinion, in my prediction, I think he is. Just because of the Good Morning America interview where he stopped short of really like what was it? He stopped short of like really ex- explaining why he defended a plantation party. <laughs> like why he defended certain things. Like he apologized for sure. And he's like learning and doing the work, whatever. Um, But I think until he actually takes a legitimate amount of time and shows what he has actually learned or, you know, doesn't come off as fake, I feel like the audience is gonna have a hard time seeing him as the face of the franchise. So I don't know. I don't know. I think he might be, he might be out. And also I was looking at Lauren Zima's um, Instagram and homegirl has not posted something new in like forever. She posted something today about her dad. She's not posted something new. I don't even know if she's made roses and rosé. Which I'm just kind of bummed about that because I love her. Yeah, and she's not Chris Harrison, so I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah, that's clearly, I mean, clearly a lot going on. But uh, that is all for this week on podcasting for the right reasons. Next week will be the season finale episode, so you'll definitely want to tune in for that. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Anything else? Yep. Um, 
I just really can't wait until this is all over. <laughs> Me too. And I'm ho- I'm assuming we will get the lead announcement on Monday, hopefully. Oh, goodness. I hope so. And you know what? It's to the point now I don't even care if it's not Katie or if it is Katie. Um, Love Katie, but I need something very exciting. I need something to reinvigorate my love of this dramatic franchise. I really do because this season kind of, it took a hit. Yeah. It took a hit. For sure. All right. Well, I will see everyone later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.